ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another tremendous and amazing episode of Point Counterpoint. I'm your host, Chris Wright, and this is brought to you through KUST University of St. Thomas Campus Radio. Okay, so this is an exciting episode because the last episode of 2019, the next episode will be in the 2020, just the 20s. Okay, it's the Roaring Twenties 2.0, fam. The Roaring Twenties 2.0, and I'm gonna keep calling that. I'm. It's gonna be a thing, okay. And just remember, if if every single person in America is using that phrase in the ne- over the next decade, then just thank yours truly, moi. I started that. I don't care. Who, the fuck says I didn't start that and says they started it no I I did it and they know it they know that they got the idea from me fam alright I got some fun stuff I want to talk about actually one of the things whoops one of the things I wanted to talk about was actually I didn't get to fully elaborate on one of my ideas from last week because I just didn't say it I don't know why I was talking about what I would do if I was the president of the university. Okay. Well, and I I said last week I would expand the tunnels, but I didn't exactly say the specifics of this. So the tunnels, they would go in a big loop around main campus. Uh, South campus, they would have some tunnels too that I would add, but I don't think I would connect them to main campus because then you got to go under the road and uh, it's messy there. So, with on main campus, you have like a ring of them, like a ring of fire, but it's a ring of tunnels between the buildings. I'd, I'd reopen the Brady Ireland tunnel, get that one cleaned up. But we need more tunnels. I'm a fan of this. We need it, okay? Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm thinking like, all right, so ASC definitely needs tunnels. It's already got a parking garage underneath, so that could pro you could probably use that to connect to Aquinas, which already connects to JRC, which connects to the library, which connects to OEC, which connects to MHC, which I would then connect to the new residence hall going up, which I would then connect to the church view the basement, which I would then connect to the other new residence hall, which I would connect to Ireland, which I had already connected to Brady, which I would then connect to Flynn and Dowling. And then, well, Dowling's already connected to Brady, essentially. Um, Yeah, but Dowling would also be connected to Flynn and probably Morrison, which would then be connected to Brady and... I would probably, should I go back to ASC? Yeah, I'll say I will. It's a long tunnel right there, but I'll say I will for the moment. But actually, no, 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 no. Morrison goes to the ARC, which then goes to ASC. And also the ARC and Brady both go to MHC. This is really extensive. This is going to be a expensive 
expensive project. But this is I'm I'm being a dreamer right now, and I realize that these are not very um, realistic goals, being that these are so extensive. But you know, set your sights really high. Like it's the old phrase, uh, shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. So you know, even if you get just a couple more tunnels in there, that's a that's a positive to me. Definitely from ASC to maybe to the Ark. I guess to the Ark and to and to um, Aquinas. The other new tunnel ideas, I suppose I could lay off on, but those those two are the biggies. All right, and then over on South Campus. Um, well, let's see. OWS and OSS are already connected. I suppose I could maybe connect those over to... There's not, not as much you can do with over there. I'd have to think about that. But if I was the president of the United States... I will give, I will give free money to all of the poor children. <laughs> Thank you for making me miss America. <laughs> okay. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ten beauty pageant fails. Brains are mutually exclusive. Such as? Welcome to Watch Mojo Doc. Again was when I went to Canada. Number ten. The force is not with her. We've watched enough pageants to know the talent portion is tricky. No matter how good you are, tap dancing and baton twirling is not hip. <laughs> Never was this more obvious than at 1993's Miss Arizona competition when Stacey Hedger attempted to woo Star Wars nerds with an off-key disco rendition of oh. the theme on the trumpet with dancing. Oh. And she's not the only one with a bizarre... If this is your first... Here, I, I, don't want, I don't want commentary here. I'm just, I just want the... Look at this. 
Tonight, what is the one lesson you learned as a child that still affects your life today? Hola, Mexico! え、私はこの子供時代小さい時からダンスをずっと始めてきました。I そして今私がこの学んだことを次の世代の子供たちに教えたいと思います。And this is what I want to teach to the next generation. Thank you. Thank you, Japan. That was too wholesome. It's something funny like that first one I played. What up? Is that? Let's go. Looks in the dress. Her elegance, her great. Well, you chose judge number 10, Jimena Navarrete. What's your question? What is something you have done that you would never do again? Well, first I'd like to start off by saying that every experience, no matter what it is, good or bad, you'll learn from it. Um, that's the name of, that's just life. But something I've done I've regretted would probably be picking on my siblings growing up because you appreciate them so much more as you grow older, you get closer with your family, but everybody fights with their siblings, right? It's too wholesome. So, but I don't regret it. Good answers. <laughs> there they are, right there, Thank waving you. to you. <laughs> first time for talent. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are US unable Americans. to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation, our nation don't, don't have maps, maps. and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa in South and Africa. Uh, the Iraq, everywhere like the such Iraq. as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Or, or should help South Africa. Our education over here should help South Africa. And should help the Iraq. So the people that are educated shouldn't help it? It's like the education itself, like the entity, the, the, the concept of our educational system should help those communities the Iraq and the South Africa. Back in the Asian countries. The Asian so we countries. will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. <laughs> that one cracks me up. I shouldn't make fun, but you know, it's funny. All right. So. Recently, just for a little uh, news here, let's get into that. Um, recently in Seattle, there was a there was a Seattle conference on homelessness, and they, in order to solve the homelessness problem, they uh, hired a transgender stripper to perform there.
Gracias. Stripper, male to female. Oh dear. Well, that was something. And yeah, it really it really solved the homelessness problem, you know? Because hey, ha I think some people just got together and they had this brilliant idea. Like, hey, I know how we can solve the problem. Like, what? Transgender stripper. And it's it's not gonna just be, you know, a little dancing. You know, we're they're gonna they're gonna actually strip. You know, and that's that's how we're gonna do it. No, it it no, it's not gonna be, you know, helping the the homeless people and giving them some place to go uh, when it's cold out or not just when it's cold out just giving them some place to go in general giving them uh, letting them letting them eat you know getting them the mental health resources that they need no no why would that work why would that do anything huh that would make too much sense no we're gonna we're gonna do this because it feels like the right thing to do. Because it's the person that no one ever needs to see strip ever. But it's gonna it's gonna help the problem, man. Because it's entertaining. God. And then in looking up that news story here, it brought it accidentally brought me to a new another story. Actually the same story, but they mentioned it differently in a weird way. Instead of saying video emergence of transgender stripper performing for Seattle Conference on Homelessness, they say Black performer at homeless conference exposes the limits of empty white cosmopolitanism. Okay. Problem is, I feel like I feel like the only important part we need to mention here is the, is the transgender part. Because I don't. What's I better read this article. I don't want to misrepresent him. All right, I'll read it to you. I haven't read this before, so we'll see. This I, I don't even. People are sleeping in the streets of Seattle during the winter. They did. They did same. They, they did same during. Wow, this is not good grammar. They did the same during the summer. They did so in one of the richest countries in the U.S. But the biggest story of this week, and probably the whole year, is that conference for all home king. County featured a performance from a transgender stripper. The performance included inappropriate movements and contact. The, the right can't get enough of this scandal. This is how, how low the left has gone. It has lost all contact with common sense in the name of political correctness, identity politics, and wokeness, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what, what site is this. I haven't even heard of this news site. What? 
whatever. Okay. That wasn't a fun thing to talk about. Let's talk about something more fun now. All right. So I've been thinking a lot of the content that I pref- that I do on this podcast is me playing stuff for you that I found, and I find that entertaining. But I realize, and it's my original take on it, that I should keep doing this. <laughs> I was I was actually planning to say something different, but you know I like doing this. So here's a bit of fry and lorry concerning language. So let's talk instead about flexibility of language, uh, linguistic elasticity, if you like. Yes, I think I said earlier that our language, English... As spoken by us. As we speak it, yes, certainly, defines it. Um, We are defined by our language, if you will. Hello, we're talking about language. Um, Perhaps I can uh, illustrate my point. Let me at least try. Um, Here's a question. Um, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. (laughs) What is it? Ah, um, well, my question is this. Is our language, English, capable? Is English capable of sustaining demagoguery? Demagoguery? Demagoguery. And by demagoguery you mean? By demagoguery I mean demagoguery. I thought so. I mean, um, highly charged oratory, persuasive whipping up rhetoric. Listen to me, listen to me. If had been British, would we, under similar circumstances, have been moved, charged up, fired up by his inflammatory speeches, or would we simply have laughed? Is English too ironic to sustain Hitlerian styles? Would his language simply have rung false in our ears? We're talking about things ringing false in our ears. Um, <laughs> may I compartmentalise? I hate to, but may I? May I? <laughs> Is our language a function? of our British cynicism, tolerance, resistance to false emotion, humour, and so on? Or do those qualities come extrinsically, extrinsically, (laughs) from the language itself? It's a chicken and egg problem. We're talking about chickens, we're talking about eggs. Um, Let me start a leveret here. Um, There's language, and there's speech. Um, there's, There's chess, and there's a game of chess. Mark the difference for me. Mark it, please. We've moved on to chess. Imagine a piano keyboard. Um, 88 keys. Only 88, and yet, and yet, hundreds of new melodies, new tunes, new harmonies are being composed upon hundreds of different keyboards every day in Dorset alone. Uh, Our language, Tiger, our language, hundreds of thousands of available words, frillions of legitimate new ideas, Hmm? so that I can say the following sentence and be utterly sure that nobody has ever said it before in the history of human communication. Hold the newsreader's nose squarely, waiter, or friendly milk will countermand my trousers. Perfectly ordinary words, but never before put in that precise order. A unique child delivered of a unique mother. A unique child... We all of us spend all our days saying to each other the same things time after weary time. I love you, don't go in there, get out, you have no right to say that, stop it, why should I, that hurt, help, Marjorie is dead. (laughs) That's so, 
Surely is a thought to take out for a cream tea on a raining Sunday afternoon. So, so to you, language is more than just a means of communication? Oh, of course it is, of course it is, of course it is, of course it is. Language is my mother, my father, my husband, my brother, my sister, my whore, my mistress, my checkout girl. Language is a, a complimentary moist lemon-scented cleansing square or handy freshen up my pet. Um, language is the breath of God. Language is the dew on a fresh apple. It's the soft rain of dust that falls into a shaft of morning light as you pluck from an old bookshelf uh, a half-forgotten book of uh, erotic memoirs. Um, language is the creak on a stair. It's a spluttering match held to a frosted pane. It's, it's a half-remembered childhood birthday party. It's the warm, wet, trusting touch of a leaking nappy, uh, the hulk of a charred panzer, the underside of a granite boulder, the first downy growth on the upper lip of a Mediterranean girl. <laughs> Uh, it's cobwebs long since overrun by an old Wellington boot. <laughs> no, no. So, in a sense, in a sense, in a sense, Duncan, uh, we are left with those two. Uh, uh, two. None other, nearly another, not one other more. Uh, we have on the one side of the gulf, the chasm, the dividing line, if you please, we have the beauty of beauty. Uh, am I sensing through? Am I connecting? Uh, we're busy discussing the idea of beauty and the beauty of ideas. <laughs> hold a thought, Geoffrey, would you? I'm going to give you a thought. I'd like you to hold it for me. Would you do that for me, please? <laughs> I'm going to hold a thought now. <laughs> if beauty is only an idea, a form, a pattern, a template, a paradigm, an ideal, an idea, if you like, with an L, then what is the beautiful. Beauty is unattainable, but the beautiful surrounds us. Uh, we return to language, Philip. We make a return to language. That's the idea I'd like you to hold for me, uh, if you'd be ever so splendid. We've made a return to language. Listen to me. Uh, listen to me, Lovelet. Language <laughs> circumscribes beauty, uh, confirms, confines, limbs and delineates. It colours and contains. Yet language is only a tool, a tool that we use to dig up the beauty that surrounds us and is, we take, our only and absolute real. I'm in trouble now. Um, uh, hush, tish, vibble. Uh, I'm streaking ahead. Uh, let me explain, expound, expand and expose it. Would you? <laughs> I find you beautiful, but you are not. Beauty. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Therefore, you contain a property of beauty. Therefore, the substance of which you exhibit a property must exist. Where is it? Therefore, you contain a property of beauty. <laughs> that is language's task. Uh, 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 who was it who said, uh, My language is the. You that is no, obviously, this is a joke. But. I'd like to explain no, this just as a serious concept, you know, as beauty being this unattainable standard, essentially, that's constantly moving out farther, and beauty's on a spectrum. Well, it's, it's on a spectrum of looks, of, or some sort of aesthetic uh, scale, and once you get to a certain point, then you're beautiful. And then, but the actual idea of beauty is at an unattainable distance. All right, I'm not gonna play any more of that. I'm gonna play a song called "Kicking Ass." Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to sing a song for you now, but we can't. This is by the same guys. That's to say, my brother Orrin can't, being as how he suffered a strange musical accident when he was a boy <laughs> caused lasting and everlasting damage. So if it's all the same to you, I'll sing the song, and my brother Orrin will just 
tap along to the strange rhythms in his head. <laughs> the there ain't but one way. Sing the song, I'm Burns. singing the song, Arn. Don't tell him to sing the song. I'm singing the song. Well, the world is facing problems getting bigger every day. We got a greenhouse over Texas and recessions on the way. We got hunger in the third world. We got anger in the first. Half the world is flooding and the others dying of thirst. Although people tell you that this planet's dying fast. Well, I ain't seen a problem yet. You can't be so like kicking ass. Kicking ass. Kicking ass, ass is what, is what we, we do. do. Kicking ass. Kickin ass. I'm flipping velvet shoes. We don't care who's ass, ass we kick it forever all alone. We just stand in front of the mirror and, and try and kick our own. <laughs> well, we kicked ass in Grenada and we kicked ass in Iraq. We kicked the ass out of the ozone layer. Now they say we gotta kick it back. We kick, kick the ass out of cancer, and we'll kick, kick the ass out of AIDS. And as for global warming, we'll just kick ass wearing shades. Kicking ass, 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 We don't care whose ass we kick if we're ever all alone. We just stand in front of the mirror and try and kick our own. Well, you can move your ass and call your ass and bust an ass is fine. And there ain't a better place to put your ass than on the line. But if you're like us, thank you. And you won't take second best. You'll put your kicking boots on and kick like all the rest. That's fun to sing. Another song that has a very America-like quality. Another song that has a very America. America. America, 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 States, States. play a song that I was recently dancing right. super hard to. In fact, it was just before the, I started recording this that I was dancing super hard to this song. And I went crazy. I went crazy. I started recording this that I was dancing super hard to this song. And I went crazy. I started recording this that I was dancing super hard to this song. 
how do you feel your momentum? And how do you get into your zone, right? And I'm glad you asked. There's three things, and you better catch it. My mama used to tell me that people love to watch the fire burn. There's one thing I know about life, one thing that I know about life, it's a to be stable. Everything would be life. When a fire starts to Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Hugh Laurie has kindly agreed to embarrass us all with a song of his own composing entitled, quite simply, Mystery. Mr. Hugh Laurie, Mystery. As a human being, 
our history So why do I still long for you? Why is my love so strong for you? Why did I write this song for you? Well, I guess it's just a mystery just got a notification from reddit thoughts questions and it well it's in the subreddit unpopular opinion so you know it's going to be bad and it well it's in the subreddit unpopular opinion and it says so you know mental health has become the easiest excuse for laziness unpopular opinion and it says so you know it's well that is that's saying something lazy unpopular opinion it says it's not accurate that is that's saying something lazy yeah that's these the person clearly doesn't understand mental health yeah that's but you know some people are just like you know yeah that's but you know okay well All right. Well, the next thing I wanted to get into was I wanted to talk about this meditation app. I've mentioned it before, but right now they are it's the waking up meditation app by Sam Harris and it's they it's allowing free access of all its content through the rest of 2019. And it's awesome. Even when you, even when it's not free. Well, actually, I I've never paid any money to it, but it's awesome when it's not free, the free portions. And now I'm seeing how much more awesome it is when you get even more access. As I'm getting more content than I normally would. So I'll play you a sample right now. It's divided into sections. Is this the one there? Let's see. How about if I play? Actually, maybe instead of playing it, I'll explain it in my own words. Okay. So the sections that it has is it has its it has the regular intro course that you can follow along, and there's one for every day up to like fifty. Then there's also there's the daily meditation, which up updates daily. There's metta meditation or loving kindness. And what that is, is metta is a type of meditation that it's essentially characterized by expressing goodwill towards others. So you pick a person. It could be a friend, a loved one, um... And by, by, so, by someone that you love, it doesn't mean that it's someone that you're romantically involved with it I suppose it could be it could be anyone it could be a stranger you could just think of some stranger that you bumped into on the street or like the cashier at Burger King someone you don't know and you, you envision that person and you just wish goodwill upon them and 
it could go, it could go something like I wish you happiness. May or may may you be happy. May you be at peace. May you experience an easy life. May you experience success. May you experience joy, comfort. You're doing this in your head, not in your... You're not saying it all loud. Well, you could, I suppose, but... You generally do this in your head. Okay? So... You pick a person, and then you say all that stuff about them. And then, if once you, once you got all that done... You could do a few things. You could you could expand it to yourself. You could expand it to everyone in the city or town you live in. You, to the world, express say I I want the best for you. That's what you're that's what you're saying with Mitta. And one thing that you may notice is you might feel a sort of mental softness, essentially. As you're, as, you're, as you're expressing these feelings and then seeing how these feelings feel in your mind, like you take the thought and you be, try to become filled up by it. All right. But then also, so that's one section of the app. Um, there's also, there's the children's meditation section, which is good if you're, a, if you're a little kid and you're getting started. There's the conversation section where he talks with guests. Um, and there's also the lessons section where he teaches stuff. So that's what I wanted to explain is one of the lessons here is called the social self. And he talks about how in different social contexts we act in different ways about much is obvious. With one person, you act one way. With another person, you act another way. And this is all still you. And he, what he essentially is arguing is, there is no, what is you? There is no unified you. Like, and you could, you could change. Like, what, what you, the argument with your, that you had with your sister one day, what, that stays, that, that ends once you're not with your sister anymore. Once you're not talking with her, you leave. You, you leave. That ends. Why? Why do you want to bring that back? What? That's not part of you. Your you are a process of all these different sel selves, sort of. And sure, there's there's different. Um, there's different patterns in your personality that can predict very well how you're going to behave. But really, 
There's all these different, you act different ways because of different stimuli. So you shouldn't be defined by any of those. The people that know you well, they'll see you as a, like a unified self. But in actuality, is that really you? That's how they view you. I'd like to play that a little bit. Oops. Um. Oh, whoops. The illusion of the self. Okay. I've spoken a lot about the illusion of the self in this course. However, as I made clear in a previous lesson, it's not that every notion of the self is illusory. What you discover in meditation is that you're not a thing. You're a process. We experience states of self. And how we feel as selves seems to vary remarkably, depending on the context. I remember that when I was finishing graduate school, I had the experience of being a semi-famous author and a lowly graduate student simultaneously. So I could literally feel my sense of who I was change drastically by my walking from one building to the next on campus. I remember once meeting with my advisor, who was understandably worried about my progress, and feeling like a total loser and then I met his boss for dinner that night because he wanted my advice on how to launch his book. We had the same publisher, and I was the much bigger author. It was just a crazy juxtaposition. And who I was in those conversations seemed to be governed by my sense of how the other person saw me, really how I imagined the other person saw me. But we're all in this situation, generally. We all have encounters with people which seem to destabilize us where we don't feel we have access to our full capacities as human beings, to our best selves. So many encounters with other people are less than satisfying. And what makes them less than satisfying is generally the degree to which we're encumbered by neurotic self-concern. Let's say you're going home for the holidays and spending extended time with your family. Now, your family will tend to see you as continuous with who you've always been for them. So there's often a special dynamic there. No matter how much you've changed, your family will find a way to fit you to the pattern of who you used to be. And then, as if by magic, you might begin to feel rather like who you used to be. Now, there's no question that mindfulness can help free you in social situations like this. But you don't want it to become a source of greater self-consciousness. When you're with others, your meditation practice shouldn't make you more aware of yourself. It's not a mode of inwardness that causes you to recoil even further from relationship. Ideally, mindfulness should free you to pay more attention to whoever you're talking to. And if you've broken through to the kind of mindfulness which is synonymous with losing your sense of self, with the feeling of headlessness, to use Douglas Harding's analogy, then social situations become occasions where this change can be appreciated most vividly. When someone is looking at you, 
What are they looking at in your experience? You are not a thing being looked at. You are the condition in which they and the world are appearing. Again, I'm not speaking metaphysically. I'm describing the actual character of conscious experience. You don't see your face. The only face you see belongs to the other person. If you follow that person's gaze back to where you think you are, you might suddenly experience that consciousness is just this space in which everything is appearing. If you look for yourself in that moment, you might find that only the world remains. But whatever the character of your mindfulness at this point, its role isn't to prevent negative states of mind from ever arising. You should go into these situations absolutely knowing that you will feel negative states of mind. Self-judgment, self-doubt, annoyance, anxiety. Go in like you're playing a video game. You absolutely know that certain challenges are going to appear on this level of the game. And this is the level of negative emotion. So simply feel them and then let them go. Don't act on them. Don't inscribe them in your life by saying something totally counterproductive. Let these states of mind wash over you. If that's too hard, just let one of them wash over you. In your next social situation, just become interested in noticing one negative emotion and not doing anything with it. Just let it arise and pass away. But if things get bad, it's helpful to remember that the people you're dealing with you meet is practically drowning in self-concern. Just look at them. Listen to them. They are broadcasting their own self-doubt and anxiety and disappointment. They're worried about what others think of them. If you get out of yourself for a moment, if you can just take a step back from feeling implicated in what's happening around you, you will generally see that you are surrounded by a carnival of human frailty. So compassion is available. We are all on the Titanic together. This might sound depressing, but the flip side is also true. This brief life together is a beautiful miracle. This is the only circumstance that exists to be enjoyed. Whatever is true out in the cosmos, this is it for us. And wherever you are, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, however strained the conversation, this is the only life you have in this moment, and you might as well enjoy it. At a minimum, you can become interested in your changes of state. Why is it that you feel so comfortable with one person and so awkward with another? How is it that other people have that much power over your mind? These changes are fascinating. And of course, none of these changes are who you really are. There is no one who you really are. There's a flow of experience. There are patterns, of course, and you can surely predict how you're likely to feel with certain people. But you're only tending to conform to these patterns. You are not condemned to be the same person you were the last time around. And whatever happens, when you leave a social situation, mindfulness allows you not to carry it around with you. You don't have to keep finishing whatever argument you had with your sister in your head. 
you can let thoughts go. The time to talk to your sister was when she was standing in front of you. The moment you leave, you're now talking to yourself. And if you find yourself doing that, which you will, you should conf You know how that conversation went when she was standing in front of you. The moment you leave, you're now talking to yourself. And if you find yourself doing that, which you will, you should confront this paradox of self-talk. You know how that conversation went with your sister. You were there. So who are you telling now? Okay. That's always fun to do. So I highly recommend that. Um, let's see. So I wanted to just do like a brief little meditation session here. And I'll, I'll do it along too. So I want you to just get into a comfortable position. Get into a chair or a cushion on the floor. I want you to just slowly close your eyes as you feel comfortable. Just close them. And I want you to feel, just pay attention to the breath. Wherever you feel it most strongly. Could be the stomach, or the nose. But just focus your attention on the breath. With the ins and outs. And as you focus on the breath, I want you to, you, you will inevitably, your, your mind will inevitably wander. And when that happens, just let it. But take a note of that. And I want you to take the thought. And look at the thought itself. It's, what, do the, what happens to it? Does it stick around? Does it disappear on its own? You'll probably find how it disappears on its own, most likely. But every time your mind wanders, just look at the space that that thought takes up in your mind. And as part of your mindfulness practice, it's important to look at all of the sensory experience. So feel your weight resting in space. Feel the chair or the cushion against your leg or your back. Feel the warmth of your hands on your leg. Maybe notice any sounds that are going on around you.
just allow those to just focus on that. Then you can return your attention to the breath. Okay. I wasn't going to do a long meditation session. That was a pretty short one there. What was it, like a couple minutes? They're normally longer. All right, time for some fun. They're normally longer. Fun. They're normally longer. Hansons and I in a public house were singing some songs late one night. Hansons and I in a public house were singing some what? songs late one night. What is this? This is supposed to be the song Old Dun Cow. Not SpongeBob Square. What? Okay, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm afraid we'll have to choose another song. Okay. They didn't get they didn't get the lyrics to Dun Cow to Old Dun Cow right. They, so you got the lyrics wrong and then they played the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song or What are they doing? like to see what happens she has robes and she has monkeys lazy diamond studded flunkies she has wisdom and knows what to do she Creatures meet. I wonder what they do in there. Summer Sunday and a year. I guess I like it fine so far. Oh 
on Love Street Lingers long on Love Street She has a house and garden I would like to see what happens Cigarettes and Mrs. Wagner pies and walked up to look for America. Kathy, I said, as we boarded a Greyhound in Pittsburgh, Michigan seems like a dream to me. Took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw I've come to look for America Nothing on the bus Playing games with the faces She said the man in the capital suit was a spy said be careful this bow tie is really a camera pass me a cigarette I think there's one in my raincoat we smoked the last one an hour so I looked at the scenery Cause on the New Jersey Turnpike they've all come to look for a America. All come to look
I look at you all, see the love that's sleeping on my guitar gently weeps. I look at the floor and I see it needs sweeping. Still my guitar gently weeps I don't know why Nobody told you How to unfold your love I don't know Someone controlled you They bought and sold you Look at the world And I notice it's turning While my guitar gently We are surely be learning while my guitar gently weeps. Don't know how you were diverted, you were perverted too. I don't know how you were inverted, no one alone. going to be it fam that's the end for 2019 so merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa that's going to be it fam uh, happy new year it's going to be the 20s merry christmas happy hanukkah happy next time kwanzaa. i see you and it's been lit fam namaste i'm excited for the next decade and it's been lit fam it's going to be exciting namaste. okay Let's have some more fun. Keep banging. It's been the fam. Namaste. I already said that.